Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's roundtable on Canadian angel activity. I'm Claudia Rojas, CEO of the National Angel Capital Organization, NACO, and I will be your host over the next hour. Thank you all for making the time to join us. Entrepreneurs are under severe pressure. COVID-19 has unleashed a combined health pandemic and economic crisis. The necessary shutdown to stop the spread of the virus has impacted company operations, dried up revenue, and the need for access to capital has never been greater. Today is the first in a series of conversations, roundtables, on stimulating angel activity, supporting the innovation ecosystem, and ensuring that entrepreneurs have sufficient access to capital to survive the economic effects of the crisis. Entrepreneurs, many of whom have put everything on the line, are struggling to stay solvent, cutting expenses, and laying off workers. The future has never been more uncertain. Government officials are working tirelessly to keep the economy functioning, while instituting necessary measures to protect Canadians. Today's roundtable includes global, national, and regional leaders from across the early-stage capital ecosystem. We have over 350 listeners, 12 panelists, and one hour. We're going to move rapidly, take stock of the current state of angel activity, and hear insights on policy responses to sustain the future of Canada's innovation economy. In future roundtables, we will dive deeper into the issues raised today. The flow of the discussion will be in the direction of the critical role that angel investors can play in helping entrepreneurs survive the economic effects of the crisis, and how current or future policies can mobilize angel capital during this uncertain time. Bringing a policy perspective to this discussion are Senator Colin Deacon and Professor Thomas Hellman. Colin Deacon, Senator in the Parliament of Canada from Halifax, Nova Scotia, is an innovative thinker who spent his career turning ideas into products and services prior to joining the Canadian Senate. Dr. Thomas Hellman is the DP World Professor of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Syed Business School at the University of Oxford. He has been an advisor consultant to the World Economic Forum, Barclays Bank, the Government of British Columbia, and numerous startup companies. His case studies on entrepreneurial companies and venture financing bring a unique perspective on policy issues and potential response. Senator Deacon, can you kick us off speaking to the role of angel investors in the current environment? Claudio, thanks very much. And and really so pleased that you set this up and, and NACO's leading this conversation because it's crucial. I think, I mean, we did a, a really, I, I enjoyed doing a little uh, segment with you back in your NACO Atlantic Summit in the fall. And in that, I spoke to the fact that strong angel communities are, in my mind, they're critical to our entrepreneurial ecosystems and the exceptional growth startups and creating a good and very strong funnel of in, of high growth companies that is available then to our VCs for for investment. I mean, we're angel communities are at the core of creating the next Shopify's. And obviously, not, not every uh, angel investment will result in that, but it's it's that early stage work that angels bring the insights, the experience, the networks, the ideas, and the investment necessary to get great entrepreneurs off on the right foot, get their ideas moving in the right way. So there's to me, angels have to be part of the conversation about how we make sure this global health crisis <clears throat> does not turn out to be an even bigger economic crisis for Canada. And so f- for me, I'm, I'm passionate about 
taking that argument forward. I've been spending a lot of time on that with colleagues speaking to that over the last almost two years that I've been in the Senate, but especially in the last two weeks. So there's there's lots of things in my mind that can be done. You know, I th- there's no question that there's things that the, the government can do that that uh, can be very effective. Obviously, immediately paying out 2019 shred claims to many most of these companies are shred shreddable uh, companies and act, and have shreddable activities. So that's you know that's a that's a no brainer to get that that cash out there very quickly as an immediate amount, but. To me, the 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 governments need our government needs to lever the investment due diligence and support that that the the angel community can bring to helping our entrepreneurs in that market based system of providing from from communities up uh, really really good support the angel investors can bring to our entrepreneurship community is really crucial. So I think there's an opportunity for a BDC fund investments type model working with angels to make sure that the 60 VCs that BDC has been funding over the last number of years and being a partner with over the last number of years can also include our angel communities because uh, they're at the core of that foundation. And you speak to any of the, any of the, those VCs, they talk about the fact that angels are crucial to creating and, and, and accelerating the growth of, of, of our best companies. So that's certainly one place where I'm looking. I'm looking today to today to hear ideas about where I can focus and help. There's no question that EDC can, can I think, be, be looking through the, the BCAP program and facility that's been created at, at ways to help startups and, and early stage companies, perhaps in ways that are quite different from traditional operating companies. I mean, there was an article in Entrevestry yesterday here in Atlantic Canada talking about the fact that on average our startup community has been growing at 70 growing its revenue at 70 percent year over year and a third of the companies last year in 2019 were growing at double that rate on average so you know I think helping our our policymakers and and uh, our government understand that a deceleration in growth for these companies is it shrinks their runway dramatically and that that can cause a lot of decisions to have to occur that shrinks the opportunity for those companies. And these are our future employers. These are our future high growth companies that can be anchor tenants in our in our ecosystem. So that's where that's that's where I'm focused right now. But I'm here to listen and learn. And and if people feel strongly that I'm not in the right place in my focus, I want to hear that. So thanks, Claudio, for including me. Thank you, Colin. Thomas, you bring a unique perspective being situated at the University of Oxford. You've done tremendous work in the area of venture financing and early stage capital. Can you can you help situate us in terms of how we should be thinking about the policy response to activating angel capital? And in your experience, what have you seen during economic crises in, in terms of the how quickly angel capital may or may not be pulling back? Thank you very much. I hope um, everybody can hear me. It's it's an honor and a pleasure to follow Senator Deacon. Uh, I am calling in from, from, from Oxford, England. I spend a significant amount of time in British Columbia and work very closely with NACO. So it's a pleasure to, to, to be back. Uh, and I'll say that the situation in the UK and in Canada are fairly similar. So I think the, the, the observations I will make will hopefully be relevant I would first say um, something about the context. I think in the current situations, we're going to see two types of needs. 
there is um, existing startup companies, angel-backed companies that are going to be struggling. Cash runway is the number one uh, concern. And I think the, the situation is very serious there. The second one is that every crisis brings new opportunities. And, you know, some of the existing companies are pivoting to a new business model. And I think we're going to get, see a flood of new companies that are sometimes philanthropically and sometimes commercially trying to address the current crises. So I have sort of a couple of messages for the, the wonderful collection of angel investors that NACO um, brings together, and then a couple of policy comments. Um, first, my, my message to, to, to the angel community is that I think the most important role that angels can do here is one of sort of sifting through the noise. That's to say there's going to be an enormous amount of noise, both among struggling companies and among new budding companies, each vying for attention, struggling for survival. And I think there's something inevitable about a flight to quality. And I, I think, you know, nobody wants the economy to retrench, but I think we have to be realistic that there is some retrenchment. And so the focus, I think, needs to be to save those companies and then to fund also the, the most promising companies that, that really deserve the, the attention. And I, I think the focus on quality is something where angels play an incredibly important role. I think we are mistaken if we think that this is a three-month saving job. I think any angel investing should take probably an 18-month perspective or, or even longer for, for thinking about, about these investments. I definitely think there's a lot worth saving but i think it will mean that angels focus and you know focus on those things where they have expertise focus on making bets where they think the, the the value is greatest and especially as an angel investor there's an old debate about whether you invest with your head or with your heart i think this is an easy one. It's never been clearer that you have to use both your head and your heart in making your investments. Because I think the role that Asian investors play is literally critical for the Canadian economy, similar in the UK. And, and we're going to need both the head and the heart to, to, to save these companies. I'll have two very, um, in the limited time, I have two main messages on the policy front. Several years ago, we did a long study about the BC tax credits, and we we found that it's actually quite a quite a good program. And um, my my hunch, though, is that in the short run, with the flight to quality that we should expect, and in fact that that is probably there's something good about it, I think that a, a matching fund formula will probably be the best. So efforts by the BDC um, along those dimensions, there's similar calls for this in the UK. I think are the ones I would pay the most attention to. So a, a model where there could be a very generous matching, say um, private angels puts in um, $1 and government matches $4. But I think forcing the private sector to put some skin in the game will ensure that we're going to save those companies that really are worth it, where um, private angels continue to be um, committed to that. And then a second call to the government, slightly less obvious, but I think very important, is something that is called advanced market commitments. And essentially, I think the government both plays a role in the financial sector, but it also can play a role in terms of creating or clarifying demand for those things that are very important. I've been fortunate to work very closely with the Creative Destruction Lab, which, as many of you know, is 
was started at the University of Toronto in the UK. We, I, I led the, the, the first CDL site in Oxford. And we're in active conversations with governments, but think that the awareness needs to increase about the power of the government essentially setting goals and then for, for, for things that are vital. I mean, sort of the ventilators is for the moment one of, one of the obvious ones, but there will be many more challenges where the government can define goals, essentially set prizes, and therefore give entrepreneurs something specific, some specific targets to work for. And those entrepreneurs who are the first one to, to meet the mandate, to, to, to crack the challenge, then given a guaranteed demand. This is a new way of thinking about it. There was a, a, an economist called Michael Cremer at Harvard who literally received the Nobel Prize for pioneering work. And this has often been done in a developing country context. I think it's time for UK, Canadian governments to think to what extent this tool can be used. And this is an active conversation that we're having in the, at the Creative Destruction Lab that um, we think um, deserves broader national attention. I'll stop here. I'm looking forward to all the questions. Colin, perhaps you could drill down on the matching funds program that has been reported by the logic as focusing in on venture capital. Are, are policymakers perhaps uh, overlooking the angel capital community and the role that we play in in and bridging that gap and getting companies to the venture capital scale and growth mode that they need? I'd, I'd offer that there's an incredible learning going on right now in this country. And, and I gotta, I, I'm just so impressed with how quickly things are moving. But there, there's a lack of understanding, I think, in general, as to the fact that our angel communities are the base of the pyramid. That so many of our greatest ideas, I mean, who would have thought that a a company in St. John's, Newfoundland, would have had a four hundred what it was a five hundred million dollar Series B round this year. You know that doesn't come out of nowhere, and it doesn't come just with VC investment. We need our angel communities to be really, really strong, and I don't know that that is fully understood. I don't know that the risk tolerance of our traditional investment structures through through BDC has been at the level that angels are willing to take on in those earliest days. And so I think we have to be, we really have to help our, our senior policymakers right now to understand that this is the, 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 the angel communities are the base of the pyramid. Without them, we will not have the same opportunities created in the future of our economy. I described the the startup community and angel investors is a prow of the ship of our economy. That's where our economy is heading. You have that stronger and you'll have a lot more opportunity in the future. If it's weaker, you're going to have a lot less. So for me, I don't know that that argument is as well understood and as broadly understood as it needs to be. And that's what I'm really focused on. And that's what this event that you've created today is going to help with.